Hello and welcome to the Ripple Podcast. Chelsea Connors here, certified coach, helping to bridge the gap between mental wellness and personal growth. Today, let's talk about something that I have been experiencing personally over the past several months. If you've been following me on Instagram or if you're on my email list and you get my Wake Up Wednesday email notes, I have been talking around this and kind of teasing about it for several weeks, maybe even months at this point. And so today it finally feels like the opportunity to pull back the curtains a little bit. And the way that I wanted to talk about this was under the lens of finding yourself when your life is blowing up. (laughs) So that is a little bit of a look into what life (laughs) in my world feels like right now. Uh, There you go. There you have it. And so I'm hopeful that in our conversation today, I can share some tips and some insights that might be helpful if you are experiencing something similar, or maybe you will in the future, maybe you have in the past and haven't quite known how to talk about it or what are some of the things that you can do when you're experiencing that? So um, finding yourself when your life is blowing up. So I think right now, and, and a theme over the past, I would say six months or so has been this constant vacillating between a, a high degree of fear and uncertainty and a high degree of excitement and opportunity. And that makes sense, right? Like those are two different emotional experiences that pretty often show up together, even when maybe it doesn't make sense or it feels hard to articulate, um, or maybe on some days one is stronger than the other, which has absolutely been my experience. But this season of life for me has just been really, really full and really exciting and also incredibly taxing and scary in some ways. And so let's talk a little bit about what that looks like and some of the contributing factors. So um, <laughs> a couple of things. So at the time that this podcast comes out, I will be just about six months pregnant. So we are having a baby. We are moving. So I have, if you've been around here or maybe you haven't, um, my husband was in the military for many years. We moved like seven times in five years or something ridiculous like that. And over the past year and a half, we've been living outside of DC. And if I'm totally transparent and honest, it really has not been where I want to be or a place that feels like home to me. And so we're finally moving, um, not super far, just a town a little bit further out, a town that's closer to nature, closer to water, somewhere we lived before that we know we really love for uh, many, many reasons. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, But that honestly was only solidified pretty recently. And so we've been talking about that and thinking about that for almost a year now and have had a ton of back and forth between the housing market, deciding whether we wanted to buy, whether we wanted to rent, when was the best time to move, you know, like there was so many contributing factors that made that decision really tough and like an ongoing back and forth. So we're having a baby, we are moving. Recently, I shut down 
two programs that I was running in my business. So that was a big change and a big shift. And I'm launching three new programs now and over the coming months in my business um, in a different way and on some different topics than I've ever shared about uh, before, which feels, again, really exciting, really scary, you know, life. And then obviously I'm launching a podcast and all of you who are listening are tuning in now. So to say that a lot has been shifting and a lot has been changing um, doesn't quite, uh, man, it's it's the truth, but you know, <laughs> feeling like I'm blowing my life up actually feels more accurate. <laughs> so we're going to stick with that because that's really how it's felt. Uh, not to mention that things like with being pregnant, how much my body has changed, how much my energy has changed, how much my norms on the day-to-day and my priorities are starting to shift, obviously. Uh, I have been involved and (laughs) invested in the wellness space, whether that is traditional mental health or more of the coaching world for like uh, almost a decade at this point. Um, maybe a little less than that, but I've learned a lot of things that have been integrated into my life and have been a norm for me that now are are shifting as I'm looking at things from a new lens, as I'm getting ready to step into a very unknown season of, of life, which is parenthood, which I'm super excited for. And I'm so grateful and appreciative to be in this position And I've just never been here before, and I don't know how I'm going to feel or what that's going to be like, or what are the things that I will need in the future. And that, um, I'm not going to lie, can feel really challenging. And so I wanted to share a bit more about how I've been navigating the season of life in hopes that, again, if you're going through something similar or your own version of blowing your own life up, which I've definitely um, experienced and and seen with many clients before, you know, like maybe, maybe your job's changing and you're moving and something that just happened where your family dynamics totally changed or you know, maybe you're experiencing something similar to what I just described or whatever it might be. Like we all go through, I think, these seasons of life where it feels like what the F is happening and I don't even remember which way is up. Like, where is the sky? What is like, what, what, I don't even know what to do next. Um, And so for, for me in particular, I am a pretty, uh, self-motivated, self-organized type of person. I like to be quote unquote productive. I really love freedom and autonomy in my life. And, um, I mostly live from like, um, an intuitive, but an also like we're, we're freaking moving. We're organized. We're doing the things that matter. You know, that's a large part of Um, why I do the work that I do is because I have seen the impact of how that can be uh, so helpful and also really hard when that aspect is missing. And this season over the past six months or so has been a lot of surrendering, a lot of, man, waiting, um, a lot of back and forth around big things. It has certainly pushed my 
limits in many ways. It has caused me to um, just have a, a degree of inconsistency as like my physical body has been changing or as um, different priorities would rise to the top of the list and then fall back down again, whether that was related to uh, figuring out house hunting and moving, whether that was work-related, whether that was um, about family. We just came off of a huge bout of um, travel and the holidays and we went to Iceland for a bit and I had a work trip. And so it's just been, it's just felt like a lot to hold while also staring into the future and feeling like, I don't know what the heck is down the pipe. <laughs> and just like, that's, that's a lot to carry. And how do I, how do I, how do you continue to find yourself when your life is blowing up? <laughs> when the things that were once standard and normal for you are no longer there, right? When I started working with a new coach um, for myself personally, I'm a big advocate for practicing everything that I preach. And as I was sharing with her some of the things that I wanted to work on and talking through some of my current life circumstances, it dawned on me that like, oh, when we think about things like um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs or uh, just what can help us as humans feel uh, stable. A lot of those things were in question or uncertain for me throughout the past several months. And so no wonder that I had days, weeks, or months where I just felt so off center, or I would come back to myself and feel good for a day. And then the next day, it was like, wow, felt like almost starting from zero all over again. And I know that I am not alone in having that experience. And so here are some of the things that I have been really practicing and have helped support me in continuing to find myself while my life is blowing up. And when I say my life is blowing up, like obviously the, some of the changes that I described, like I'm choosing, I'm actively choosing them. They are good things, right? And I think sometimes a lot of us can um, feel like we should only feel positive if the stressors that we have in life are positive um, or good things or are things that people, quote unquote, people uh, really want or you know, and the reality is that even when they're positive, they can still cause a lot of different emotional responses and it can still be hard and stressful no matter what. Um, and so if you're experiencing that, I think it's just important to remember, like you're allowed to feel the full range of emotions, even when good things are happening. It could still be a lot. It could still be um, challenging to hold. And so that kind of leads me to the first point that I wanted to talk about, which was something that I have had to embrace and embody in a new way over the past several months, which is self-compassion and realistic expectations. Now, if you've worked with me before, or if you have been in my world or my circle, um, 
in in this capacity, like these words are not going to be <laughs> new to you. But if you're new around here, hi, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, they might be newer concepts, or maybe you've heard the words, but what it actually looks like feels foreign or unfamiliar. So I'm just going to pause here and talk a little bit about what that can look like. So when I say self-compassion and realistic expectations, I think something I mentioned before was I tend to be a pretty productive person. I um, love having freedom and autonomy so that I can do the things that matter to me. And that's everything from how I structure my days to the projects that I work on to how I spend my time on the weekends, like whatever it might be. And sometimes um, my expectations of myself aren't always the most realistic in terms of what I can do or achieve or how I want to show up on the day to day. And learning to be more fluid and learning to embrace that and allow that to be okay to a certain degree has been absolutely essential, absolutely essential over the past, I mean, years, 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 but even more so over the past six months or so. And obviously in growing a human, there are demands on your body that haven't existed before. And so my energy would fluctuate a lot from day to day, or I had, I would say probably two months where I needed to take a nap every single day, um, which was, is very unlike me or the things that typically helped me feel inspired and motivated just didn't seem to matter. Right. And as I say this, it's like, well, yeah, Charles, duh. But when you're experiencing it and when you're, it's not what you're used to and it feels hard to articulate, it, it can feel soul crushing, right? It, it felt, it made me almost like question who I was or what was going to be and what was going to come up in the future, like so much of that. And that's where the self-compassion piece comes in, right? Was in having these experiences or recognizing that my capacity is different than it was before. And that's okay. How can I be kind to myself throughout that? How can I show up for myself and be a friend to myself rather than arguing against myself or fighting for just like what cannot exist right now, right? That's not helpful. And a lot of us, a lot of people that I've, I've worked with, it, it's a lot more common to function from a constant state of self-criticism, berating yourself, beating yourself up. And what happens when you when you live from that state is you just compound whatever you're experiencing, right? Because you might already be feeling off or bad or sad to some degree. And then you add in the self-criticism or the self-ridicule or the unrealistic expectations. And we just make that experience even worse, right? So as my life has been blowing up and as I've been finding myself again or learning new things about myself, this 
practice of self-compassion and realistic expectations uh, has been an ongoing adjustment, but has really been something that has helped me get to get through it and um, continue to feel like I could reconnect to myself over and over again, rather than just feeling so far away from what I was used to who I was used to being or what I was used to doing and approaching it more from a place of curiosity. So that's, that's one of the first things that came up when I thought about like, okay, what do I want to share around this topic? The next thing that um, I wanted to talk about is some of the more like basic practices that are cornerstones for so many people, but also get minimized by so many of us as well. And those are things like sleep, movement, and hydration. Sleep, movement, and hydration. Um, Throughout this season and throughout a season where your life might be blown up, your brain and your body is reacting and trying to figure things out and working really, really hard (laughs) to just process through everything that might be happening in and around you. And so if we're not giving it the proper fuel or the basic needs to be successful, like sleep, movement, and hydration, of course, it's going to feel even harder, (laughs) right? And so those for me have been things that I've really, really tried to prioritize by just like getting enough sleep and getting to bed around like consistent times, waking up um, earlier so that I had like quiet morning time to myself or time to get in some movement before I started the work day. And when I say movement, that doesn't mean like a, a crazy intense workout every single day. You know, it really fluctuates a lot day to day. Sometimes it's an easy, gentle walk. Sometimes it is um, plotty. Sometimes it was a run or a strength workout or whatever, you name it. I, I have a very fluid and intuitive relationship with movement and whatever is true for you. But I just want to be clear that when I say that it really, it changes day to day. Sometimes it's just getting outside with my dog and running in some circles when I was at my parents' house or, or whatever it might be, but just something. Um, and then hydration, right? Again, something that impacts our brain's ability to function so much that often gets under um, underutilized or isn't given as much attention as it deserves because we're also used to being busy or prioritizing other things. And so if you're in a season where your life is also blowing up um, for whatever reason, being able to come back to core essentials like that is going to be so helpful. So at least you have a solid um, foundation that you're working from, both for your mind and for your body. Um, The other thing that I mentioned was recentering regularly. So this can look a million different ways. And I'll share some examples of what it looks like for for me it can it doesn't have to look one specific way but without this time i i believe i would have lost myself i would have felt so far away from myself and um 
I think that that's sometimes how stress can build up or how we can end up feeling so disconnected from who we really are or what we really want is when we don't have recentering practices built into like your every day in a sense. And so for me, that often looks like um, getting out and putting a podcast on and just being quiet and with myself for a while, maybe I have a podcast, maybe it's music, whatever it might be. Um, I mentioned we've had a lot of travel. So um, plane time was really helpful for me. I don't know why there's just something about being in the sky and being reflective that usually I really love. Um, So that was great. Going for long drives. That's something that John and I love to do together. And we often have really impactful conversations on long drives. So I know some people like hate road trips. We are not those people. We love them. Um, So things like that can be really, really helpful. And then um, also in the in the moments or the days where things felt harder, sometimes that just meant pulling out my journal, writing some things down, like brain dumping everything that it was in my head. Sometimes that meant crying, like just allowing myself to really let it all out, let it all go and holding up on my bed or um, taking a shower and just allowing myself to release all the emotion that had been built up and not making that mean anything, not making that mean anything was wrong or anything was bad, but just like, fuck, this is so hard. There's so much happening. Um, And it makes sense. I think so many people try and bottle up that emotion rather than letting it out and just in and of itself, allowing yourself to experience the emotion can be recentering just by doing that. It also looked like getting extra support. I know I I just mentioned this, but I um, recognized that I didn't want to go through this season where my life was being blown up by myself. And there were some specific things that I needed to work on, as well as I am somebody who I, I process well externally. And so having somebody I have multiple people (laughs) in my world, but having somebody in my life um, that I know I can go to to talk through these things is just so valuable to me and helps me hear and see myself more clearly when maybe I'm having a day where I can't do that on my own or I'm having a day where it just feels like like shit's hitting the fan in every which way and direction and I am just drowning underneath it you know like it having those external supports was essential for me to recenter and to be able to come back to myself. So if you're going through a season like this, I I, hands down, allowing yourself to lean into whatever type of support you're, you're feeling called to, or you think might, might be the most beneficial for you right now, like move in that direction. Don't limit yourself to how you can feel supported, especially, especially when you're going through a season where it feels like your whole life, the way that you know, it is being blown up in, in most ways. Um, and then the other thing that I know people have like mixed, mixed feels about, but I'm just going to be totally honest for me. It, when I do this consistently versus when I don't, 
the way that I feel throughout my days, how my nervous system feels, the amount of anxiety that I experience, how connected or focused I feel fluctuates so much is morning time and a morning practice. So a big focal point for me, I know I mentioned with sleep was waking up earlier and it, it wasn't because I, I set this rigid rule that I had to uh, wake up to like get going and like get ex like so much done or whatever. For me, the morning time, and if you've been around here or followed me for some time, you you might have heard me talk about this or noticed this before. Um, my mornings change as I go throughout different seasons of life, and that's not to say that it um always matches up with like nature season. Sometimes it does, but um. Lately, I've really wanted a lot of extended chill time when I first wake up. Like I am talking an hour and a half to two hours where I can drink my coffee slowly, where there's not a lot of noise happening in the world yet, where I can write if I want to write. I love writing my wake up Wednesday emails um, early in the morning. It is like a creative expression for me and it's also so connecting and it's just like super fun. I can think more clearly. Um, that also is time that I will use sometimes to get movement in. That always feels good when I take a, a chunk of that time to do movement. Um, I, I start with water and hydration, right? So it, it is for me, the morning time is essential to come back to like, what is the North star that I'm like, allowing to guide me right now? And how does that trickle out into these different aspects of my life? Whether it is planning for where we're going to live and our environment and what needs to happen there, navigating conversations that need to happen about like what's working or what's not working in my relationships, in my work, in whatever, you name it. Um, like I just think more clearly in the morning. And so I really value having that quiet, slow time to come back to myself, to hear myself, um, to go slow on the days that feel harder or to do the things that I know are going to support me the most without being interrupted, without being feeling like my attention is being pulled in 10 different directions. You know, like once social media is turned on, once emails turned on, once Slack's turned on, like that just becomes a lot more challenging for me. And so while I, I certainly don't want to contribute to saying like, if you want to be successful, you have to wake up at X time and do A, B, and C. The reality is that for many people and for me, um, that is the time where I feel the most freedom to be able to do those types of things that as the day goes on, feel a lot harder to fit in. There's other things pulling at your time, your attention, your energy. Um, and so that's just my reality. And I would say that throughout this season, I had I've had some months where I didn't do that as much. I didn't make it as much of a priority to, to wake up earlier. So I had time for those things. And then there have been months where I did do that. And I did do that very consistently and it had a tremendous impact. And uh, not only on, yeah, like what I was doing, but also how I felt in my body, how my nervous system felt and how I felt about myself, because having that time allowed me to understand where I was at that day a lot more um, 
tangibly and make sure that then if I needed to shift anything, like I could do that. So those are some of the things that can be really, really helpful when you're finding yourself in a season where you're, where your life is blowing up, where just like everything's being turned on its head. So my hope, uh, even though this was a bit more of a personal share in some, some ways, I hope that some of the practices that I've shared, you might start to think about what can that look like for you? Um, what, how does this fit into your life in a way that feels sustainable, actionable, like you could start playing with it. Um, and again, whether it's some of the internal shifts like self-compassion and having realistic expectations, whether it is a reminder of how much things like sleep and movement and hydration actually have a, a big, huge impact on how you feel, whether it is different ideas for how you can recenter or think about like what types of connections or supports do you need in your life to help you come back to yourself. And then maybe introducing a morning time practice, or if it's not morning for you, what time of day might that fit in, but just making space for the things that help you hear yourself, come back to yourself and knowing that like, it's all fluid. The expectation is not that you're going to feel good all the time or that change is always going to be positive or, um, you know, like it doesn't mean it's going to take away how challenging this can be, but it does mean that you get to continue to come back to yourself throughout that season. So I hope that this lands with some of you. As always, if this resonates, please share it with a friend. As we're getting things up and running here at the Ripple Podcast, I cannot express how helpful and important that is. Um, and I really want to be able to share this. Yeah, just like share it with the ether. And if you want to stay connected, you can go ahead and sign up in the show notes for my Wake Up Wednesday email note. That's where I share out tips, tools, insights, um, all of the things that might help you around your own growth, around mental wellness and personal development, getting into the driver's seat and self-leadership in your own life, yada, yada, all that good jazz. So I will leave it at that. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Here is to the small steps that have a big ripple. Take care.